Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy, and thanks for joining us today, February 12th, on No Greater Delight, our podcast on Marian feasts and Marian meditations. Well, again, today we have a number of Marian feasts throughout the world. Uh, Today, there's a lot of feasts in Italy, probably because of the great earthquakes in 1854 around this time. I know we had mentioned those a couple days ago. And so today, we'll start off with Madonna Immaculata in Luzzi, Cosenza, Calabria in Italy, right? Now, again, the, the Immaculate Virgin, as this would be the Immaculate Madonna, was already venerated in Cosenza for her help during the 1656 plague and the 1693 earthquake, right? And for that reason, the Capuchin monk Antonio Colice carved a wooden statue of her in 1718, So after the earthquake of February 12th, 1854, she received the title of Protectress and Patroness of Luzzi. During the centennial, so that's 1954, the statue was canonically crowned. The celebration begins on this day, which is November. She was canonically crowned on November 17th. But her feast begins with a mass and then a procession. And then after reading a decree verifying her miraculous assistance, the mayor hands candles to the parish pastor. We also have in Italy, if you recall, of those Italian celebrations because of Our Lady's protection during earthquake. This also explains the devotion to Madonna della Pecorella in Pedace, Cosenza, Calabria, Italy. Again, 1854 earthquake. Madonna del Pelerio in Cosenza, Cosenza, Calabria, Italy. Same reason. Also, Santa Maria della Sera, Montalto Ufugo, Cosenza. Right? Thanksgiving to Mary for her protection. And also, we celebrate, now this one is not necessarily related to an earthquake, but Madonna del Conque di San Costanzo in Brescia, Lombardia, in Italy. So this has to do with an actually an apparition that took place in 1080, right? So St. Costanzo, if I recall, was a soldier, and he had a big conversion. He also had a great love for Our Lady, Our Lady of Mercy, whom she, he accredited for his conversion. And so he decided that he wanted to build a church next to a small convent of sisters, Right, And so he needed to choose the place, and so he lifted his eyes to heaven, and he saw Our Lady with the child Jesus in her arms, um, up, you know, like a given um, a certain height, right? Like an elevated, yeah, obviously he's looking up, so she's above him. And with her maternal smile, she indicated to him the place to build the church, right? And he said there couldn't have been a clear signal of the divine will, so in that place... He constructed the church as a proof of his conversion and of his love for Our Lady. But we're not done yet, because there's even more feasts. We said there's a whole bunch of feasts in Italy, but also in France, right? For instance, they celebrate Notre Dame in Argentre de Plessis in Brittany, France. The rebuilt church was blessed on this day in 1779. There's also Santa Marie in Auch, Goes, the Midi-Pyrenees in France, This cathedral church was dedicated in 1121 and then apparently rededicated in 1548. Uh, We also celebrate Nuestra Señora del Monserrate in Puerto Rico. Uh, The statue was crowned on this day in 1995. If you head to Russia, which maybe you wouldn't do now, they recall Our Lady of Ivorin and the Virgin of Mount Athos, both in Moscow. Not a whole lot of information on them. And also, our friend, the Abbot Orsini, says that today is the Feast of Notre Dame de Argentuil, the church on the Seine River near Paris, France. 
uh, sometimes said to have been built by Clovis I in the year 101, um, although they say Clovis I actually reigned from 481 to 511. So be that as it may, that's what we're celebrating today, February 12th, in the Marian world. So today we'll continue with another Angelus meditation from Pope Jean Paul II. If you remember, this is coming from Marian Reflections, The Angelus Messages of Pope John Paul II, a book compiled by the Reverend David Brown, Father David Brown. And we'll take today the Angelus Address from July 10th, 1983. And here the Pope speaks to us of Mary as the Ark of the Covenant. He says, Christian piety honors the Holy Virgin with the title of Ark of the Covenant, a title which comes from a great distance. The sacred books of the Old Testament continually express the joyful certainty. God is in the midst of his people. He has chosen Israel as his dwelling place. The Lord's dwelling among his people of his election is intimately connected with the covenant which he wanted to establish on Mount Sinai. It is as if to say that God makes himself so alighted, that is, near, a friend and in solidarity with man, that he wants to be always with us. He himself declares, I will set my dwelling among you, and will not disdain you. Ever present in your midst, I will be your God, and you will be my people. The covenant, having just been entered on the slopes of Sinai, the people, on God's order, erected the so-called meeting tent, in which there was the ark, called of the covenant. In fact, it contained the two tables on which were inscribed the Ten Commandments given to Moses by the Lord. The ark, as a tangible sign of God's presence, was to accompany the people along their wanderings in the desert, right up to their settling in Palestine. Then, as a work of Solomon, the temple of Jerusalem was built. In its most secret part, called the Holy of Holies, the ark was placed. That was the most sacred place in all of Israel. Within that enclosure, in symbolic form, the Lord dwelled. To represent this dwelling of God in the heart of his people, the religious language of the Old Testament frequently uses the image of the cloud. With the use of this figurative element, the sacred books speak of God who comes to dwell on Mount Sinai, in the meeting tent, and in the temple of Jerusalem. And here we are at an unexpected change. When the angel Gabriel made the announcement to Mary, God revealed to this maiden his intention to leave his dwelling in the temple of Jerusalem in order to establish another form of dwelling among his people. That is, he wanted to be united to us by making himself one of us, taking on our countenance. Mary, enveloped by the mystical cloud of the Holy Spirit, gives her assent to God's plan. From that moment, her womb becomes the Ark of the New Covenant, the holy sanctuary where the incarnate presence of God came down to dwell. As the Ark which bears in itself the Lord made flesh, Mary is the type of every believer. Indeed, each one of us, when we welcome the Word of God by uttering our fiat, makes his own person the sanctuary of the divine indwelling. Jesus assures of the, us of this when he says, Anyone who loves me, will be true to my word, and my Father will love him. We will come to him and make our dwelling place with him. 